yo, 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 yo. Welcome to the show. This is Chris to Chris comedy advice to fix your life. Something like that. I am your host, Chris, joined in the studio today by the one, the only, the solo, the uno, the former best friend in the whole wide world, our audio engineer extraordinaire, Mr. Mike, is in the building. Go ahead and say hi, Michael. <sighs> hi. You are always so, it's, it's just, you, you say so little, but it takes you so long to say it. Hi, Mike. We also have our current best friend in the whole wide world. Mr. Dell is standing in the corner on standby whenever we need him, and Dell is always necessary. Dell, why don't you let the folks at home know you are real? I am definitely a real person in the room. Thank you very much. And of course, I am your host, Chris, of the title, Chris to Chris, that is me. You guys probably know me from YouTube, but I'm also uh, well known for this show at this point. Chris to Chris, uh, this is our 108th episode. Fun fact about doing 108 episodes. If you were to listen to one episode every single day, you could listen to this show for 108 days in a row without any repeats. Fascinating. I know. And uh, speaking of shows, we have a great show for y'all this week. We are going to be talking about the PlayStation 5 versus FedEx. We're going to talk about Winnie the Pooh's final baseball season. We're going to talk about a new Predator movie, listener questions, and a whole lot more. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. So uh, go ahead and stick around. If you are new to this show, by the way, this show is available anywhere podcasts are sold for free. I don't know how you're listening. I don't know how you stumbled upon it. I don't know if you you uh, found this podcast through one of the the like a Google search and you I, I use the right tag that you know I painfully add in all the tags because Mike here is useless. He doesn't do practically anything. So I'm I'm adding all these tags and maybe you found us that way. Maybe, you know, you're in the car and an awesome person said, Hey, we're gonna listen to this. We're gonna listen to this. This is a, a podcast called Chris to Chris. You're gonna listen to it. I'm driving. You have no choice. Maybe that's what's going on. Maybe you're in some sort of torture situation. And they're playing the show on like a slow warped uh, kind of like welcome to Chris to Chris, and there there's like some kind of like 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 spider web type of sound going on in the background, and it's just torturing you. In which case, I'm very sorry. We do appreciate your listenership, though. Where are we going with this? Point is, this uh, this podcast is available anywhere podcasts are sold for free. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. We're on our own website, upandloaded.com, U P N L O A D E D. Dot com. We're also, did I say Spotify? We're on Spotify. We're on Spotify. We are everywhere, okay? We're everywhere. So let's, let's get into it. Happy Black Friday, people. Happy Black Friday. This is a weird Black Friday. This is a weird Black Friday. This is a pandemic Black Friday. I don't think we've ever had a pandemic Black Friday. Not like, not like widespread like this. I was at Target on Wednesday, and their Black Friday deals were live already. I don't know if they're actually doing anything today, because I'm not going into Target today, the day this episode airs Friday. I'm not, I'm not doing that. Nah. Nah. But I was able to, to grab uh, the movie Joker on Blu-ray for like six bucks, something like that. Oh, it's already on sale. Congratulations to me. Lots of things were on sale. Apparently, you know, that Nintendo had a, a Mario Kart Switch bundle Black Friday deal. They like to do, like, a Black Friday deal every year. And it's it's been sold out since, like, Tuesday or Monday. Black Friday had no chance 
Yeah, no chance. You shouldn't go out on Black Friday. I, I drove out. I drove around on Thanksgiving. Yesterday was Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, by the way. Happy Thanksgiving week to to all of you uh, Americans. And if you're not American, I, I apologize. Um, uh, you know, we're actually going to get into that a little bit later into the show. But I drove around, and it was a ghost town. And I know it's you know it's it's always kind of dead on Thanksgiving, but it was dead last year and the year before that and the year before that. Stores went wild. You know, it was the, the consumerism had reached a boiling point. You had your Targets and your Walmarts, your Best Buys doing, they'd be open on Thanksgiving. That was, that was the new trend starting a few years back. They say, hey, we're open on Thanksgiving now. Black Friday, Schmack Friday. We, we have Thanksgiving deals. After you eat your, your 2 p.m. dinner, drive your ass over to our store. Stand in line. For a, a new printer, for a vacuum cleaner, for a, a piece of shit, uh, a piece of shit Chinese TV, fifty dollars, boom. So I, I don't know where I'm going with this. Point is, I'm I'm not normally in, in historically for Black Friday. I would go out and like ten years ago, fifteen years ago, ten fifteen years ago, less than that. I'd I'd be hitting up the stores on Black Friday. For the Jokers, for the DVDs, the Blu-rays. Mostly DVDs back then, right? They were like four bucks, five bucks, three bucks. I just I just collect them. Maybe get a game or two. Ten bucks. I think I got the Tomb Raider reboot for like ten bucks on Black Friday once. It was great. It was great. But no mas. No mas. This is a uh, pandemic time. And a lot of people I, I think I think okay, so I was looking at the maps. You know, the, the colorful United States maps that have been floating around lately. And it's not looking too good. Hawaii was the only state that wasn't in red. They were in yellow. And if you're not following, uh, yellow is better than red in this case. You'd rather be in yellow. I think it's going to blow the hell up. Because everybody's tired of everybody's tired of the pandemic. They're, they're tired of being quarantined, tired of being told they have to stay home, and blah, blah, blah. So, it, it's going to blow up. People are going to die. And uh, happy Thanksgiving. Merry Christmas. Um, it, it's terrible. It's terrible. But I, I have no end to the sentence. I wasn't planning on saying it. I just wanted, I just felt like I, I should just uh, keep running my mouth. So, point is, happy Black Friday. If you're listening to this on the day this episode airs. I spent uh, Thanksgiving Day with the people I love most. So, Mike was not there. After dinner, I decided to watch the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion on HBO Max. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. You know, I had to see Will Smith squash his beef with uh, Aunt Viv number one. It uh, was pretty uh, pretty heartwarming. Uh, it really brought a, a tear to somebody's eye. I don't really cry during TV stuff because I've been uh, I've been molded not to do that. But I, I'm actually bullshitting you. I, I, I have not seen the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion yet. And neither did my wife. This whole bit for our 8 billion listeners was strictly for one person, my wife. I want, I want to see her reaction the moment she thought I watched this reunion without her. So hopefully I get to do that. 
And uh, to the rest of the 7,999,999,999 people, I'm sorry that you were not uh, part of that joke. Actually, we got uh, we got TGI Fridays for Thanksgiving this year. We ordered the traditional Thanksgiving meal of ribs and uh, chicken wings, potato skins, french fries. Actually, we did get uh, mac and cheese as well. I think it was a good choice. I think it was a good choice, Fridays. So uh, we enjoyed that. You know, we did, we did turkey on Sunday. Or, actually, I didn't eat turkey that day either. I had tri-tip. You know what? I'm a non-traditional guy this week. It's that 2020 feeling, just doing things a little bit different. Like, taking forever to get into the show. Let's move on. Let's move on. It's just the tip of the week. I've got a story for you. It's 2020. This was, I want to say, about mm, seven years ago. Seven years ago, roughly. Yeah. I needed a job. I was working at a parts store. They sold parts for... It was a, you know, I'll just be, I'll be a little more specific. It was a Sears parts store. They, so it wasn't like going into a traditional Sears at the mall where it's, you know, escalator, vacuum cleaners. And I mean, that we did sell vacuum cleaners, but that's besides the point. It was a small, tiny little store that was owned by Sears, but it wasn't like going to a Sears at all. It was tiny by comparison to an actual Sears. And it wasn't at a mall. It was just kind of off of the freeway, practically middle of nowhere good place to do drugs. So I worked at this parts store and, you know, it was cool outside of the fact that it was uh, technically retail. I didn't have any passion for it and I was making uh, very poor money for a college graduate, really for anybody. So, you know, things were going great. And then seven years ago, Sears was not doing much better than they are doing now. So they were closing things left and right, and we had uh, a higher-up come visit our store, and he said, hey, guess what? We're closing down this store, too. And the store had been open for decades, I think. And so people were sad, disappointed. There was only, like, three employees, including myself. And just to be specific, I, I call it a parts store. That means we sold parts for, like, washing machines and refrigerators and vacuums and sewing machines and whatnot. Most of our clientele was very old. We'd we'd taken uh, we'd taken mowers and uh, leaf blowers and whatever for repair as well. It was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. Very old school uh, kind of business, even for seven years ago. And they said, "Hey, we're we're shutting you down. We're shutting you down." I was already looking for work, but this really lit a fire under my ass, so I had to really crank it out. They said, "Hey, you got." You got two weeks to find a new job. So I'm, I'm pumping out the, uh, the uh, what am I trying to say, applications. And I can go on a huge tangent about applications. I probably already have on this show. I'm, I'm going to save that for another day. Point is, I was getting interviews lined up left and right. I ended up getting two interviews lined up in Las Vegas. And... Just to be clear, I'm talking from the point of view, I I was living in Southern California like I am now. I was living in Southern California, and I get two interviews for Las Vegas. I go to the first interview, that's a whole other story. 
I come back to spoiler alert. It didn't happen, but they would have hired me. I rejected them. We can go into that story another day. Point is, I get hired to work at uh, a uh, hotel chain franchise, huge hotel company in Las Vegas, and it was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. I didn't really want to move, but I was desperate, so I had to. Point is, I did it. I did it. I got all my stuff, everything I could fit in the car, drove to Las Vegas, and I was broke. I was broke. This was just an act of desperation, and desperation leads to action, right? Kind of like boredom leads to innovation. So I'm desperate. I drive to Vegas. I've got nothing. I have no nowhere lined up to live. I, all, all I've done is research. I'm like, okay, there's these apartments. They're, they're charging this much money. I'll, I'll figure it out when I get there. In the meantime, I've got to find a temporary home. So first place I land at, the day I get there, like three and a half hour drive, I, I get there and I had already called this place ahead of time. They said, hey, yeah, we got this place for you. It's a, it looks kind of nice. You know, it's like a, kind of like a, a, a place, an apartment or a hotel, but it's like a permanent hotel for people. Kind of like if you were a divorced dad, that would be the place to go. If you were divorced in Vegas that would be the place to go. So I get a tour of my new place. I walk in and immediately it just reeks of uh, cigarette smoke. And, you know, I, I don't care if you smoke. In fact, I encourage it if you are a Disney movie. I definitely encourage it if you are a Disney movie. But I don't smoke like that. So I, I had no interest in uh, having all of my clothes smell like smoke. Got a whole story about that as well for another day. Wow, I've got a lot of uh, stories for another day this week. Point is, I said, you know what? I, before I sign <laughs> that I'll be here for a week paying you God knows how much money off of my credit card because I have no actual money. Before I do that, I have some errands to run. I'll be right back. And that pissed off the uh, the lady at the front desk, but whatever. And so I'm quickly driving around Vegas. And to be fair, the only time I had actually ever been to Vegas before that was like uh, landing in Vegas. And I had a, a, a another flight. I, I had to switch planes. So this is my first time actually in Las Vegas outside of that previous interview, to be fair. So I'm driving around Vegas. Hey, this is my new home. Apparently, I have no idea where I am. I need to find a hotel to live in. And finally, I, I run into a La Quinta, a La Quinta, and it doesn't reek of smoke. I say, boom, this is it. I call the other place. I say, hey, thanks for the offer. I don't want to inhale your smoke. I'm done. So I am now living at the La Quinta Inn in Las Vegas. And it's not the best neighborhood, as you might be surprised to, to hear. So I decide, you know what? I've got everything, including my, uh, my TV, my, my giant 32-inch television. So uh, when uh, times are tough, you make them tougher. 
I, I didn't want my car broken into because I just saw that another car had been broken into uh, very recently in that same area. So I decide I need to haul everything from my car to my room, which is on like the third floor. Oh, also, there is no elevators. So I have to take the stairs. I have to take the stairs. And I don't know if there was no elevators or if I, I just couldn't fit in the, I don't remember. But point is, point is, I took the stairs. So I'm hauling giant TVs, computers, everything. Everything of value to my room by myself. And it was a pain in the ass and I made it happen still. I made it happen. And there's so much to the story. I, I got really sick within my first few days of Vegas. So I moved there, and I think the very next day I had orientation. And the orientation lasted a couple days, but by the second day, I got really sick. I think I had bronchitis. Uh, I remember my throat got really sore on the second day, and then I had a cough, that a really bad cough that wouldn't go away for months. So I think I had bronchitis. But... Phew, what, what am I to do? What am I to do? Point is, you know, that's neither here nor there. Point is, point is, I'm living in this hotel, right? I'm living in this hotel. Terrible inter internet, uh, very slow internet. Like Google Maps would not load. That's, that's how bad it was. And I'm very worried about my stuff getting stolen because I also had video games and DVDs, which were very uh, useful at the time, you know, like, I have no, like, I was about to move to somewhere with no cable, no anything. I could watch my King of the Hill DVDs, my Simpsons DVDs, which I did. But here's what happened. Here's what I realized happened. You know, th this was like one of the most busiest, longest uh, weeks of my life, because remember, I'm very sick. I finally find an apartment on, like, one, like after work, after one of my orientation days, I am able to land an apartment and say, hey, you can move in like right now. So it was all happening very fast. I, this is like after five days, I check out of the La Quinta. And as I'm leaving, I'm ready to give my tip. And I have no money. I have no money. I hadn't given any tips the entire time. And they, to be fair, they had been cleaning my place and, uh, you know, just changing the sheets and pillows and whatnot. And normally, I don't let them do that. And I don't know, I don't know, my, my brain must have been somewhere completely different. But the point is, is every time a housekeeper walked into my room, they just saw everything. They just saw my whole life there. They saw a big flat screen TV in its box. They saw DVDs and video games and, and clothes and, and everything. Everything this one young man had. And as far as I'm aware, they didn't take anything. They didn't steal anything. And remember, I had nothing. I had nothing to give. So when I'm, I'm reaching out for this tip, I'm going through my wallet. I'm just grabbing every coin I have pretty much, all the quarters. And I, I just pile them up in a stack or in several stacks. And I, I just write a note and say, I'm sorry I don't have more to give. This is, this is all I've got. And I realized, why the hell didn't I put the do not disturb sign on? <laughs> what was I doing? What was I doing? Did I need, did I need uh, new pillowcases? 
the way I lived when I finally got an apartment proved that I most certainly did not. I was living on an air mattress for a year and a half. Do you think I'm the kind of guy that demands a new pillowcase every day? No, most certainly not. That was very stupid of me. That was very stupid of me. It's not like the La Quinta is known for its expert security. You're not going there and paying top dollar, expecting nobody to steal from you. I'm pretty sure when you go there and you sign the agreement, it says, hey, we might steal some of your shit. But they didn't. They didn't. So this week's tip of the week is use the do not disturb sign. Use the do not disturb sign. Hey, let's move on to a little thing we like to call Video Game Corner. So I don't know if you are able to pick up on this at all, but this week's episode is little, little loosey-goosey, little shoot from the hippie. Kind of, kind of going off the dome a lot this week. So I don't know how much, how much of the story I can say because I haven't cleared... I haven't cleared the rights of the uh, the names of the story with those involved. So I won't dive into too many details. If I can add more next week, I will. But I want to make sure I give proper thanks. Point is, point is, a few weeks ago, Sony released a video game console called the PlayStation 5. It is the direct sequel to the PlayStation 4. It, you might recognize it. It's that giant, ugly, white video game console. And I managed to get one. I managed to get one. I think it was last week. You might have heard me bitching about scalpers. I think it was last week. And don't get me wrong. Scalpers, uh, y'all can still, still screw off. You really can. But... I managed to get one from GameStop. And if you've ever bought a console from GameStop, especially when there's a high demand or or at launch, they they know how to get you. They bundle it with a bunch of stuff. Luckily, I was able to get a bundle that was mostly pretty good stuff, including, you know, Spider-Man, Miles Morales Ultimate Edition, which is technically two games because it comes with Spider-Man Remastered. And it also came with Demon Souls, an extra controller, came with the uh, year of PlayStation Plus, which, you know, that's access to a bunch of games, which is great. And then, of course, it also came with a headset. So, you know, not a bad deal. Just a very expensive deal. I got a PlayStation 5. I bought this on, I want to say last Thursday, Thursday or Friday. I don't want to say Thursday. I still don't have my PlayStation 5. I don't have it. I was supposed to get it on Monday, November 23rd. And then FedEx said, you know what? It's going to be there on Tuesday, November 24th. About 4 or 5 p.m. Tuesday, FedEx said, you know what? We have no idea when it's going to get there. There is no longer any estimated delivery date. And they had stopped tracking this package as of 1.57 a.m. on Monday. So I was understandably worried. I was understandably worried. And as of recording this episode, I am still 
understandably worried. I don't have it. I don't know if it's okay. Don't know what's going on. I called him, which by the way, FedEx, if you are listening, huge props to you for your terrible, terrible phone line. It is the biggest cock block of a 1-800 number I have ever dealt with. You know, you could you could try to get around things. You say, uh, uh, representative, let me talk to a representative. You know, just to, you hit zero, hit, just pound zero five times, whatever. This, this, uh, this computer bitch on the other line, and that's what she is. Let's make no mistake, because she straight up, like, when I said, let me talk to a representative, so I, I would call. I gave the tracking information, and she's like, look, whatever you saw on the website, that's what we have. We have no further information. The representative will have no further information. Die. Screw off and die. That's what she said to me. And then she says, is there anything else I can help you with? I say, yeah, representative. She said, listen, listen, bitch. I just told you. I just told you. I know. I know you want to talk about the same thing. It's not happening. And then she hung up. Then she hung up. I called again. Same computer bitch on the line. You know what she says? She says, hey, hey, Chris, what's up? You literally just called me. You literally just called me. This, this is what the FedEx line does. It says, you literally just called. I know what you're calling about. It's that fucking package, right? Right? Guess what? Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. So have a nice week. Have a nice lie, life. Uh, f- die. She told me to die. She told me to die. And then she hung up. Click. Thank God for, what was the name of the website? I'm going to give him a shout out. I'm going to give him a shout out. Voy, what is it? Uh, hold on, hold on. I'm, I want to give him a shout out. Ah, shoot. You know what? Man, what was it called? Ah, uh, talk to a, it was like talk to a person. Talk to a person, a representative. You know what? Damn it. I'm going to give him a shout out on next week's episode. But thank God for this website. Shoot. Man, I wish I could give him a shout out right now. They, they told me how to dance around their, their kooky ass phone line. They say, hey, look, it's like the Konami code. You have to hit up, up, down, down, B-A, B-A, start. What, what is the Konami code? I'm butchering it, but you get the idea. You have to enter in a cheat code with FedEx's phone number to talk to an actual person. But thank God for them because it worked. It worked. I was able to talk to a real live person in India. And he was totally sympathetic because he's like, look, dude, you figured it out. You figured out how to get to me. I'm like the, the mini boss, and you, you figured out how to get to me. I'm not even going to fight you. I'm just going to take you to the main boss. So he opened up an investigation. Like 10 minutes later, I get a call from this chick in America. She's like, whoa, yeah, this shouldn't have happened. We totally didn't ship your package outside of this last uh, center wherever it arrived in California. It's only like 15 miles away from me. And because it was the holiday week, it pretty much made it an impossibility to get it on my own. Like, I couldn't just drive there because 
Apparently, it's a bigger pain in the ass. It takes it adds an extra day if you try to to drive there and get it. And I know by the time people are listening to this two years in the future from now, they're going to be like, no, that's not true. I used to work for FedEx. My cousin worked for FedEx. You know, what? I don't care. I'm telling you what's, what, what my reality is right now. And my reality is that I don't have this console and I wasn't going to get it because apparently FedEx doesn't work on Thanksgiving. They do not take notes or inspiration from Walmart last year or the previous years. So I'm without, I'm without console. And they said, hey, we're going to call you back. We're going to call you back tomorrow, which would have been Wednesday. And they did not call me back on Wednesday. So on Wednesday, Wednesday night, I call them. I'm like, I, I enter my, in my Konami code. I get to talk to a person. And they're like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. You should have gotten a call. You totally should have gotten a call. Uh, we're not going to call you to, tonight. We're not going to call you tomorrow. The system is not going to show up. I don't know. I, they told me on Tuesday that the latest you'll probably get the system is Friday. At this point, I'm doubting it. But I'll be very happy if I get it. I'll be very happy if I get it. Problem is, I have to be there to get it, which means I am chained to my home. I can't go anywhere if I don't want the system being dragged away back to some FedEx la-la land limbo. So uh, that's, that's, that's the video game corner. It's me venting and bitching about FedEx and my PlayStation 5 drama. And it's a very privileged place to be. I understand that, you know. I get that. I get that. There are people without PlayStation 5s right now. Or PlayStation 4s for that matter, you know. I understand that. I get that. But at the same time, as somebody who dropped all this money, actually... You know, we'll get to that in the, the next episode. It, it was a very uh, generous gift from my, uh, spoiler, beautiful wife. She's beautiful. Uh, as, as What was I trying to say? My wife is beautiful? Yeah. Babe, you're beautiful. Anyway, I have no idea where I'm going with that anymore. I, I got totally sidetracked. But... Uh, yeah. Um, oh, 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 it's all hitting me. It's crashing into my, my brain right now. It's crashing into my brain. <sighs> I'm just picturing the PlayStation 5 because they said, yeah, it, it never it never got back on another truck. It got dropped off at the center, and we just totally bullshitted you when we said it was out for delivery. It wasn't. We were lying. So I'm just thinking about it just in the sun, and then... In the in you know getting kicked around, I've seen videos of FedEx guys just throwing expensive shit over the fence. That's what I'm thinking about. That's what's on my noggin right now. So I don't know. I'm hoping for the best, but we'll see. I will update you guys next week. I'll update you next week. If I'm happy-go-lucky, it's because I've been playing Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and a whole bunch of PS4 games in 60 frames per second. Higher resolution in in better details, blah blah blah, faster loading, yada yada yada, buzzwords marketing. That's your video game corner. I hope you guys enjoyed it. But on that note, I do want to have I have one more uh, thing I want to talk about that's uh, somewhat video game related. 
So there was this game. It was called... I don't want to mess up the name. I think it's... What is it? Uh, Winnie the Winnie the Pooh's Home Run Derby. It came out in 2008. 2008. That was 12 years ago, if you guys are counting. And I remember when it came out. Because I played the hell out of it. And I have played the hell out of it over the last uh, week and a half or so. And the reason this game is notable is because it's a Flash game originally uh, developed for the Japanese audience. And for a Winnie the Pooh game, it is hard as balls. It is the most difficult game you could possibly imagine with the Winnie the Pooh franchise attached to it. And all it is is uh, Winnie the Pooh characters. You know, you got your your piglets, your rabbits, your tiggers, your kangas, your owls, your your uh, characters. They're playing pitcher, right? And you're playing as Winnie the Pooh. And your goal is just to strike home runs, and you have to reach a certain amount of home runs out of a certain amount of pitches. So each pitcher will have, they'll, they'll pitch the ball a certain amount of times, and of those, the, of those amount of times they pitch it, you have to get a certain amount of home runs. If you, uh, if you don't get a home run, it doesn't count. If you, strike, if, you, if you strike and miss, it doesn't count, obviously. If you get a foul, that counts as a strike. It doesn't count. So you have to get home runs. And each time, each pitcher you get to, they all, they all pitch a different way. Like Rabbit, when he pitches, he defies physics. Like he does like this slow ball that turns into a fastball. And uh, Kanga, she, she bounces the ball at you. And Owl, this mother... Owl... Owl. You guys know Owl. Owl, the, the one with the glasses, the, the smart one they always go to in Winnie the Pooh. That's who I'm currently stuck at. And I know I've beaten him before back in the day. You have to get 19. I don't remember how many pitches he throws. It's like low 30s. You have to get 19 home runs. And that doesn't sound hard, but Owl also defies the laws of physics with his pitches. They go in like this zigzag motion. You have to get 19. And since my recent replays, Owl, I, I've gotten 18. I got all the way to 18. 18. And if you haven't played this game, you don't know how frustrating that is because you're just constantly replaying, replaying, looking at, looking at Owl, hating him, studying him, hating him. I didn't used to hate Owl as a kid. I thought he was great. But... Now I hate Owl. I, 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 I truly hate the, hate the bird. The man. I was going to say man. But I hate him. And I think they, they remade this game or they updated it with like English because when you're playing the game, all the text is Japanese. I think they made it again in English and apparently it's much easier from what I've heard. But I don't want to beat it that way. I don't want to win on easy mode. I want to win on the real mode. So I'm replaying this game. 
But here's the problem. The game is officially shutting down on December 16th this year. December 16th, that's like 19 days. 19 days away. That sucks. That sucks. That sucks. So I, I hope I hope I can win. Because after Al is Tigger. And I don't remember how hard Tigger is, but he's probably pretty hard. And after that is Christopher Robin. Chris to Christopher Robin. That's the matchup I need. Because Christopher Robin is a bastard in this game. I believe he does the pitches, like he just switches it up from every pitcher. So he'll throw that slow ball. He'll throw that that zigzag ball. He'll throw the bounce ball. You don't know what you're getting. You don't know which which uh, part over the plate he's going to throw it on. The point is, I, I want you guys to play this. Look up Winnie the Pooh home run, Winnie the Pooh's home run derby. derby. And if you pull it up, you have to enable flash, play it, risk it. Enable Flash just for this game, and then block it like I do. Block the Flash after you're done playing. After you've raged quit this game, you can block your Flash again. And then come back to it the next day. Point is, you you need to play this game because it's about to end, and I want you to know what I'm talking about. I want you to experience this with me. Be a part of the Chris to Chris zeitgeist. Anyway, uh, let's move on to a little thing we like to call the news. Alright, this is from UPI.com. We don't cite them enough these days. Uh, They said authorities in Utah said they are investigating the origins of a mysterious monolith spotted sticking out of the ground in a rural area in the southwest part of the state. You guys hear about this? Here you see the pictures? I saw it on Twitter earlier this week. Uh, Utah Department of Public Safety said members of the Aero Bureau were in a helicopter helping to count bighorn sheep for the State Division of Wildlife Resources when they spotted something far more unusual on the ground. I didn't know that was a thing. You guys know that helicopters are just out in the air in Utah counting sheep? That's a job people have? Yeah, one sheep, two sheep. You think they fall asleep? Three, four, five. Jim, Jim. <clears throat> uh, uh, six, six sheep, six sheep, seven, seven. Point is, they were counting sheep. They said, uh, pilot Brett Hutchings said the silver-colored metal monolith was seen sticking out of the ground in the middle of some red rock. He said the structure appeared to be 10 to 12 feet high and seemed to have been intentionally planted rather than merely dumped out of an aircraft. And you have to see the pictures of this. It literally looks like a, it's, I think it's rectangular. I think it's uh, four sides, four sides, one, two, yeah, four sides. I think so. It's either three or four sides. It looks like just silver metal. It's like a a four-sided column flat on the top, and it's just sticking out of this Utah Canyon rock. Just in the rock, right? And so, first thoughts here, it has to be aliens, right? Aliens must have left this metal slab in the ground. They had to. What human leaves this in the ground? 
you don't see a lot of uh, a lot of uh, displacement to the to the ground. Like, how do they do this? How how is it possible to break a rock ground? It's impossible. Don't look it up. It's physically impossible. They said it's uh, reminiscent of the black monolith from the 1968 movie 2001: A Space Odyssey. You know, you got the uh, the ape men just kind of banging on it. The pilot said on UPI.com, he said he suspects the monolith is actually a uh, work of an artist rather than an, any uh, extraterrestrial beings doing it. But he's wrong. Or he is covering up for the aliens. I mean, that's not hinted at in uh, the article, but I think it's between the lines. You know, you read between the lines, middle fingers and all. I think that's what's happening here. So, uh... The uh, department said it is illegal to install structures or art without authorization on federally managed public lands, no matter what planet you're from. <laughs> so I just wanted to let you guys know, aliens are here. They've always been here, according to uh, this uh, monolith in Utah. And, man, we, we should really dive deeper into the uh, subject of aliens on this show one day. But we're running long this week, so... It's not today, but how, Rogan Rogan gets a lot of uh, alien experts, like more legitimate alien experts on the show, or people who have encountered them. Like the the military guy who caught the uh, UFO on on uh, that Raytheon camera. That guy, I feel like I feel like we need to get more people like that on this show. And we have potentially 8 billion people listening to this show. I feel like it should be easier to do that. So, uh, Mike, I- I'm going to need you to get on that. Give me somebody somebody good on this show, please. All right, so that's your uh, news for this week. Oh, before we uh, move on to uh, listener questions, uh, I wanted to talk about this uh, little bit of movie news that happened real quick. Mr. Dan Trachtenberg is going to be directing a new Predator movie. We hinted at this at the top of the show. The story was leaked, I want to say, by The Hollywood Reporter. I want to say it was them. They tend to spoil big things like that. Uh, he said, after it was leaked, he said, well, we had this awesome announcement for this uh, for this whole thing planned out, and you guys just totally ruined it. But yeah, I'm the new director of the Predator movies. He didn't say it exactly like that, but that was the gist of it. He said, you guys kind of ruined a big surprise. So the last movie, actually the last and I think only movie he's ever directed was 10 Cloverfield Lane, which I saw in theaters, and I remember it being pretty damn good. Uh, that movie had John Jonathan Goodman in it. Uh, maybe he could actually play the Predator in this new movie. I think, I think he has the chops for it. He's a really good actor. Uh, last few Predator movies have not been very good. Uh, but this guy is a good director. He hasn't only directed the one movie. He also directed, I think, an episode of Black Mirror and some other notable TV shows. His first uh, major project was a short film for the video game Portal, which was very good. I, I saw it. You should check it out. Just look up Dan Trachtenberg Portal if you're interested. So he, from what I can tell, he's a good director. So I'm going to stay optimistic as long as they keep it R-rated because the Predator movies should be R-rated. And to be fair, outside of one, I think they've all been rated R. Uh, only one that was rated PG-13 was Alien versus Predator. 
which is uh, not known to be a good movie, because it's not. So uh, with that in mind, uh, Dell, what time is it? Chris to Chris presents Listen Question Time. Thank you, Dell. Our first question comes from Devin. Devin says, oh, Dell, you'll like this. Devin says, what kind of computers does Dell use? That is a great question, Devin. Uh, dude, Dell, what kind of computers do you use? Do you remember Donkey Kong Country? Thank you, Dell. Thank you. Uh, Devin, I believe Dell uses Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo Entertainment Systems, if you want to uh, be specific. Our next question comes from Yilly. Yilly says, why is FedEx such a horrible delivery company? Thank you for the question, Yilly. Very on point. Very on point. I appreciate that. Uh, the reason FedEx is such a horrible delivery company is because they spend more time and money lobbying Washington than they do delivering my PlayStation 5. I actually looked it up. I wanted to know more about FedEx this week. FedEx spends more money lobbying the federal government. And to be fair, federal is in their name. They used to be called Federal Express. They spend more, more money lobbying the federal government than any other transport company. They're number one. They said, hey, give us special treatment. We will pay you. So it's not their fault. It's not their fault that they suck, right? FedEx was neglected as a child. And now FedEx just tries to find love through, through money. Much like a sugar daddy. FedEx is the, a sugar daddy to uh, the senior citizens in the, the Senate and House. Wow, we, we, we finally uh, found a way to make this episode political. Thank you for the question, Yilly. Ken asks, do you feel a sense of relief knowing that the turkey uh, named corn was pardoned this year? Actually, Ken, this is the first time for me that I, I've heard that the turkey that was pardoned this year was named corn. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. So thank you for the fact. I, I don't know. I wonder how it is for other turkeys, right? The the other ones in the room? Like, is corn just like, oh, me? Me? You know, he was just as scared as the other turkeys. And then they said, corn, it's your day. It's your day. You are getting pardoned by the president of the United States of America. Do the other turkeys know they're doomed? I feel like they must, right? Actually, it seems like big birds aren't traditionally known for their intelligence. So I don't know how smart a turkey is, but I can't imagine I can't imagine they're that smart. Why are we pardoning turkeys anyway, right? What crimes did uh, the did the turkeys commit that they need a pardon? Nixon Nixon needed a pardon. Trump might get a pardon. Uh, well, who would he who would he get a pardon? He the only way Trump would get a pardon is if he uh, stepped down before before uh, Biden takes over, making Pence the president, and Pence gives him a pardon because that's what happened with Nixon. You know, Nixon said, "I'm I'm no longer president, dude. Give me that pardon," and he got it. So uh, I don't know why we're pardoning turkeys, but uh, I'm very happy for you, corn. Very happy for you. I, I don't know. I don't know why we're pardoning them. I don't know the crimes. 
I actually, I have more questions than answers on this one, Ken. But thank you for the question. Sean asks, what is a question and how do I ask it? Hmm. Sean, I'm going to blow your mind here. You just did it. You just asked me a question. I know you did because you put a question mark at the end of your sentence, which is a very clear indicator to me as a person that you are asking a question. So either you are letting on more than you you know, or you, you know more than you're letting on, or it was just a very lucky coincidence, but that's how you do it. Doesn't matter what you say, you throw that little squiggly line with the dot at the bottom, question mark, you, you've asked a question. That, that's all there is to it. Thank you for the question, Sean. Colos Dolos asks, why do you promote assaulting small rodents? Now, Colos Dolos, is re he, he's uh, referring to our question feeler this week where we had a short little video of somebody poking the, the tail of a, I think it's a mouse or a rat, and he turns around all scared, but then he realizes who's poking him, and he gets all happy and runs to him. Just for context. Now, Colos, I'm not a big fan of PETA, but the official rodent stance of Chris to Chris is do not assault rodents. That's just how I feel about it. But about a month ago, a squirrel darted in front of my car while I was driving. You know, it wasn't in my garage. Squirrel darted in front of my car. And I do not know if the squirrel was suicidal, but I don't even know if any squirrel is suicidal. I, I, I don't know the psychology of squirrels enough to make that call. So I, I want to lean towards he wasn't, or she, but we're, we're going to say he. So I, I think the squirrel is just living that YOLO lifestyle, right? It's like, I can't die, I'm a squirrel. I'm a squirrel. I've ran across the street a million times. Unfortunately, one million and one was uh, one too many. I heard the squirrel pop. He popped under my, my tire, and I, I feel kind of bad about it. I felt even more bad about it at the time. Like, oh, man, because I've had animals run in front of my car, and I'll, I'll swerve around them real quick. This was just unavoidable. It was just, he was like... He, he got past the car right next to me, and I didn't even know he was there. And then, boom, all of a sudden he was in front of me, a.k.a. in front of my tire. And that was that. So, I don't know. Maybe it was fate. Maybe it was fate. You know, maybe that squirrel ran in front of my tire because God knew that the person in the car behind my car couldn't handle the pain. I remember during one of my high school English classes, we had to get up and talk to the class about something. I don't remember what the context of it was, but we all had to say something in front of the class. What I do remember is this girl. I won't say her name, but she was named after a month of the year. She was kind of weird. She was kind of weird. Uh, probably, definitely way too sheltered. So she gets up in front of the class and she tells a story about her and her family on, I want to say like a road trip 
coming back from a vacation, something like that. And she said that the this other car passes by her. It passes by her family, as you do. You know, maybe there's like one lane. One lane going this way, one lane going the other way. Car uh, gets, uh, it passes around and drives off, right? Speeds away. Like, I'm faster than you. So about a minute or two later, they're driving along, and they see that the same car that passed them was now on the side of the road because this guy decided to kill himself by walking into traffic and letting this car hit him or, you know, forcing this car to hit him. So the girl, she wraps up her stories like it's on this like weird positive note saying something about how, you know, it was a blessing because this other car passed them because it could have been her family's car that killed the guy instead. Like, you, you know, this was, this was meant to be that we didn't kill this guy. And the whole class is just looking at her like, yeah, well, what about the, what about the other guy that did end up killing him? <laughs> like, what, what's the, you know, does your story and does your mind only think about yourself here? Anyway, uh, I don't know where I'm going with that. That's our, our stance on small rodents, colos dolos. Thank you very much for the question. Devin asks, is Mike jealous of Dell for your deep friendship? Devin, Mike is pretty much a ticking time bomb. Time bomb. Time bomb. Time bomb. Just waiting to go off. He's he's that 60 minutes clock. He's the Andy Rooney of this show, but less likable. Every day. Mike's jealousy is just growing and festering and growing. You know, he's constantly just staring at his phone, pretending that he has no idea what's going on in this show. But he knows. He knows. He knows that Dell has his number. He knows that Dell is definitely a real person in the room. Mike cannot compete with that. He just can't. He is very, very jealous of my friendship with Dell. Thank you for the question. Mike, I know you heard that. I know you heard that. Just, you heard it. Ken asks, should Dell get a restraining order against Devin since he seems to be so obsessed with Dell? Uh, I'm looking at Dell right now. He's actually shaking his head no right now, Ken. Uh, one of the reasons Dell is so much better than Mike is because he's actually happy to be here. Mike here, he just takes up space. And one could say he even wastes that space he takes. Sean asks, what is your starter Pokemon? Keep in mind, you are being judged here. Sean, the first Pokemon game I've ever played was the first Pokemon game. It was Pokemon Red. I chose Charmander as my starter because... Well, it's obvious. Charmander is a badass. He's a badass, right? You just look at him. He's this, like orange salamander with fire on his tail, but he's he's bipedal. He can walk on two legs, and he says char char. So ever since then, I've just always chosen the fire Pokemon as my starters, even if they are kind of lame because I have some kind of problem 
breaking that habit. Actually, I just realized that all three Pokemon in red and blue were reptiles. I think they were, right? Charmander is like a salamander. Squirtle is a turtle. And uh, Bulbasaur is a a sore. A sore. That's like a dinosaur, which is a, a reptile. Boom. I just figured out Pokemon. Just figured it out. Why did that take me over 20 years to notice? I know it's not Mike's fault because I didn't know him for uh, until shortly before the show started, but it feels like it's Mike's fault. I don't know. Thanks for the question, Sean. That was a thinker. Devin asks, will you please have Dell recite the preamble to the Constitution of the United States of America? Dell, you're a popular guy today. Uh, could you please oblige Devin? Don't forget to follow us on Facebook for your mom. Thank you very much, Dell. That sounds like an accurate preamble to me if there ever was one. And thank you for the question, Devin. Ken asks, in seeking 8 billion listeners, do you worry about doing a Thanksgiving episode and being considered too American-centric? That's a very good uh, point, Mr. Ken. Uh, We do not want to alienate a single one of our listeners. I, I think going forward, we should be celebrating the Thanksgiving of every single country on Earth. Mike, Mike. I need you to get me the dates for every single Thanksgiving on the planet so that we can formally acknowledge, if not theme a whole episode around the Thanksgivings of Taiwan and uh, North Korea. Let's see here. Devin asks, can you tell Yillian to ask more questions? She's slacking. All right. Uh, Yilly. Yilly. Tap, tap, tap. Yilly. Uh, Could you please ask more questions? Devin believes that you are slacking, and we do like to keep our Devins happy on the show. Uh, We do have a potential 8 billion listeners, so I imagine that at least 11 of them have to be Devins. There's got to be at least 11 Devins in the world. So uh, we we want to appease all the Devins. Uh, So if you could ask more questions, and if you have uh, you as one of the 11 Yillies in the world, if you have any... uh, gripes or demands uh please let us know let's see here uh devin also asks if lavar burton gets elected host of jeopardy but he turns down the job should millions of people force him to take it against his will uh yeah yeah at that point i think lavar is just plain hard to get right because you don't make a show called reading rainbow if your end game isn't about hosting jeopardy when Alex Trebek dies. By the way, uh, rest in peace to Alex Trebek. You you kept fighting. You kept fighting. So, rest in peace, Trebek. A uh, final question comes from Ken. Ken says, "Can you avoid answering any questions involving Lavar Burton and FedEx in the same show in future episodes?" Ken, I think that we can probably make that happen, but we actually had a whole FedEx slash of our Burton crossover episode plan for next week. So this is going to make that pretty difficult now. So, yeah, um, you know what? You're a, you're a very regular contributor. Uh, wish granted. Wish granted. So thank you very much for the questions. If you guys would like to uh, be a part of this in future episodes, you know, maybe your name wasn't read right now. It wasn't because you didn't ask a question. It's because you didn't ask a question. 
Does that make any sense? <laughs> Point is, you can ask us a question on our Facebook, on our Twitter. Once we get to that 8 billion listeners, uh, we probably won't be able to answer every question. But in the meantime, we're having fun with it. We're having fun with it. So uh, go ahead and do that. By the way, you can also ask us a question on uh, our instant graham cracker and our website, upandloaded.com, U-P-N-L-O-A-D-E-D. Follow us. If your mother has not followed us, you can follow us for her. I'm not encouraging you to do so. I'm just saying that you could, and it would be very helpful. I would never encourage you to do that. It would just be very helpful, and I would love you forever. So she goes to the bathroom. She uh, goes to the kitchen. She goes uh, somewhere. You know, She goes upstairs to cuddle with your dad. <sighs> Grab her phone. Go to Facebook.com or Facebook app. Type in up and loaded, U-P-N-L-O-A-D-E-D. -E hit that like button. Whoa, whoa. I didn't see anything. I didn't see anything. So, or whatever. Maybe your mom's a Twitter user, Instagram cracker user. Maybe she uses all three. You know, we're trying to build something here. We're trying to build something here. And your mom is a big part of that. Your dad's a big part of that. Your cousins, your brothers, your sisters, yourself, your friends. Everybody is a big part of that. 8 billion people is more than everybody on planet Earth right now. So we have a bit of a ways to go. Anyway, let's wrap the show up with some poll results. Last week we said, say something nice about the way the PlayStation 5 looks. About a quarter of you said, the true beauty is on the inside. And the rest of you guys said, well, it has a nice personality. And I think I agree with that one, you know? It has a nice personality. I don't have it, so I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's a real tool, but... Right now, I think it has a nice personality. I just wish I could meet it. So let's make that happen, FedEx. Uh, we have a poll coming up for this week as well. You have to follow us on our social medias to find out what it is. Probably be on the, the Twitter. But uh, yeah. Oh, by the way, you know, if I haven't encouraged it, you can retweet our polls. That's something you could do. You can retweet our polls if they're on Twitter. And I highly encourage it because that will help us get that 8 billion listenership even sooner. So I'm running out of voice, I'm running out of uh, mind, but I think I've had a, a good time, and I hope you have as well. So, happy Black Friday, happy post-Thanksgiving. You can now play your Mar Mariah Carey Christmas songs or whatever the hell you want to do. That is now free reign. I'm working from home this Christmas, so you can't bother me. I can listen to all kinds of, like, uh, super fast hip-hop, and whatever kind of nonsense you wouldn't like. Point is, uh, Merry Black Friday. <laughs> this has been 100, this has been episode 108 of Chris to Chris. Do me a favor and enjoy your weekend or else. <laughs>